This is Ready, Set, Workflow, a show about how to actually get things done in business, software development, startups, and life. We are your hosts, Katie, Caitlin, and Tosh, and today's episode is the first of a two-part series on refinements. With that, today we'll be covering the why and the what around refinements, and next week we'll get into the fun, nitty-gritty details of the how. Well, let's get started with our question of the day or our QOTD. So today's question of the day is, would you rather have all of your clothes fit perfectly or have the most comfortable pillow, blankets, and sheets in existence? Oh, wow. (laughs) Great. Would you rather? I know. I love a would you rather. I think we said, would you rather share level two, right? Have we moved on, moved up to level two? We are constantly leveling up. Um, so Katie, you can go first. What? I think I have to choose the pillow. What was it again? Specifically? Would, you, would you rather have all of your clothes fit perfectly or have the most comfortable pillow blankets and sheets in existence? Yeah, I think I could work around the clothes thing. I think I could make it work, carry a fan around with me, have my hair blow in the wind all the time, do something like that. But sleep is so utterly important. So I'll go with the comfort of the bed. Fair. All right, Caitlin, I'll let you go next. I feel the complete opposite of that. I think my bed is fine. Um, But yeah, getting dressed is such a struggle. And Obviously, I want all my clothes to fit perfectly every single day. That would make me really happy. (laughs) I am exactly the same. I'm actually trying to manifest some energy right now because I've realized like two plus years into COVID, I've bought like two clothes, but I keep getting rid of more clothes. So I legitimately am like down to bare bones and like have to wear the same thing every day. So I need to go like revamp my whole wardrobe situation. And so I'm going to just manifest the energy that all of my clothes are going to fit perfectly. And also I can sleep anywhere. That for me is not a problem. (laughs) That makes a big difference. It's a very tough question because it's the majority of your hours where you're alone and you want to sleep or the majority of the hours where you're out and about. I don't know. I also feel like as you get older, your clothes matter less and less. You can just wear whatever you want, but your sleep matters more and more. True. I'm also not going to like go out and buy fancy clothes. I just want the ones that I have to fit perfectly. Exactly. Great question of the day, Tosh. That was definitely a tricky one. I'm still going back and forth on my answer. Um, Moving on now to refinements. So kicking us off, let's start with the agile definition of refinements. Well, yeah. So I actually had some problems finding like an exact definition for what we're going to be talking about today. But, you know, thank God for Google. The Agile Alliance defines it as backlog refinement, which some people will call it backlog grooming. 
they're obviously migrating away from the word grooming because it doesn't have the best connotations. But so backlog refinement is when the product owner and some or all of the rest of the team review items in the backlog to ensure the backlog contains the appropriate items, that they are prioritized, and that the items at the top of the backlog are ready for delivery. And the other main thing associated with that as well is that all of the items in your backlog should have a definition of done. So basically like when this story is done, like what does that look like? What is the value to the end user and what's the desired functionality and outcome as well as an estimate, which um, the team provides as to like what they think the level of effort would be to build that functionality. What are some things that we've done that either speak to that agile definition or that we've maybe changed in our time that we don't necessarily do or might not necessarily apply? I think the materials associated with refinement is like really, really lacking. What I found is that a lot of recommendations are to have refinement as part of your sprint planning. I am not a huge fan of that. I think sprint planning itself is, is its own ceremony. And again, our team is very much in a scrum bond. We're not coming up with these like elaborate sprint goals. We are a startup. Our priorities change so quickly that we don't have the luxury of saying, this is what we're going to work on for the next two weeks every time. So our priorities are constantly changing. So a lot of teams who have a single backlog refinement at the beginning of their sprint and agree on what they're going to deliver and the estimates associated with that, I think is just very limiting. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you hit on the two big whys for refinement, which number one, I think for us at least, and probably most teams is to go over the user stories that product has come up with. So product has requirements, they turn them into user stories or they have bugs and they turn them into bug cards. And then, you know, before a developer can start working on it, realistically, you have to talk about it, make sure everyone's on the same page, clarify any questions, add to acceptance criteria, break it up if you need to, et cetera. And then the second thing, so that the first why is kind of, you know, it benefits the developers. And then I think the second why you hit on is how long is it going to take? So doing the actual estimation, that's what's going to benefit the product side of things. So I think, you know, the developers get clarification out of it. Product kind of gets how long is this going to take answer out of it. Totally. And I think creating alignment and buy-in between both groups is super important. And I think the other thing that I've found that's really beneficial of walking through a refinement is a lot of issues. I mean, I'm not a developer. (laughs) I don't claim to be. I dabbled in front end for like a hot minute. But other than that, like I'm not a developer. I don't understand everything that needs to go into a feature, all of the different parts of the code that's going to be touched. So as I'm creating my user stories, there are things that I'm going to miss. And just like all of our meetings, I think refinements should be collaborative. And the idea of going through a preset backlog and just reviewing that, agreeing to it and estimating it for me just actually feels not agile at all because we have so many things that get brought up either during the sprint or during refinement that we end up creating additional user stories for, or sometimes even omitting completely from the stories that we've created that it should be a much more collaborative meeting than just reviewing what product has set up 
initially. Yeah, Tosh, the product backlog, when I was thinking through refinement, product backlog came up as that's such an important piece of the entire process, which we could probably spend a lot of time talking about that as well. Um, And maybe when we get into the how a little bit later on, it'll tie into the product backlog. Something that both of you were saying was around who was attending. So we, we talked about product and we talked about developers and Tosh, I know when you were reading the agile definition, it talked about, and others, what is your guys take on who absolutely needs to attend these meetings, who maybe should attend these meetings and who definitely should not attend these meetings. I can start. So number one and two are developers and product. I think those are the two most important non-negotiable people have to be in there. Kind of the second tier of importance is probably QA and design. So obviously it's really good for QA to hear the acceptance criteria, the discussion, any clarifying questions, you know, all that discussion is super helpful. And you hope that all of that kind of makes it into the user story or the bug ticket, but just hearing it is going to help tremendously when they go to write testing notes and actually start QAing the work. Same with design. We, we obviously have questions that come up while we're talking about tickets where design can clarify something or, you know, they get an action item to add another mock-up or whatever it is. So that would be second tier. I think that that's it for me. (laughs) So I think no stakeholders, no executives, no users, none of the kind of ancillary people that are kind of semi-involved in the scrum team, but not full scrum team members. God, I love the word ancillary. Great I was vocab like, is it word. ancillary or auxiliary or maybe it's both? <laughs> Might be both. <laughs> Either. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. It is important for the team to think that it is a safe space and, and, and know it is a safe space, not just think that it is, to actually give legitimate estimates. And if you have executives or sales in that call, it's inevitable that you're going to get the, well, why can't we do it faster questions? And it's, it's not fair to put that kind of pressure on the team in that meeting. If you have those types of roles coming to your meetings right now, I'd love to hear how that works, if it is positive. But from my experience, it's definitely just, it's too much pressure. And Caitlin, I know you said product. You mean specifically the product owner, product manager of that scrum team. Yes. Yeah, I guess I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't specific. So definitely the product manager, I guess it kind of depends who your product owner is, you know, depending on how big your company is or kind of what the setup is, your product owner could maybe be at the executive level, or they could be, you know, on the sales team or who knows, you know, what department they could work in. They could really work anywhere. So maybe that's up to the team on, uh, you know, how involved that person is and how involved they want them to be in refinements. And I know something we do, we have our two scrum teams right now, and we have both scrum teams attend the same refinement. Do you guys have any suggestions on when maybe you should split out the refinements into multiple as opposed to having everyone in the same one? Or what was the decision as to why we have everyone in the same refinement? If it's the same product that you're working on, it's you probably need everyone to be in the same meeting. Even if you're not going to work on everything that is reviewed, you'll still get a, a good picture of what the other team's working on. Again, we have two scrum teams that are in the same code base. 
So for us, I think it's beneficial if we had a web app and an iOS app and an Android app, maybe that becomes separate refinements at that point. I think, you know, you just have to kind of figure out what's relevant for everyone to hear and what's maybe not relevant for everyone to hear, you know, is your meeting lasting forever and everyone's zoning out or does it feel efficient still? And that can kind of help you make that decision. I don't have anything to add. That was great. Loved it. (laughs) And so we've talked about who attends. We have both our scrum teams in there. That can be a lot of people. How long typically are the refinements? So you'll see if you Google product refinements again, or backlog refinements, they, they, the internet, you know, agile people have really strong opinions about it, but they give you a very large range and they usually try and break it down based on like percentage of time and like the size of your team. I didn't look into it because I think that that's just a little bit of math that is unnecessary in your day. I think honestly, the most important thing, and I think this is a theme that we're seeing repeatedly with all of these different ceremonies that we're talking about or routines is you just need to get it scheduled on a consistent day at a consistent time for a consistent amount of time. Less than an hour is not enough time to really get in the flow and sink your teeth into maybe some larger epics that might need refinement. And if anything, really over an hour and a half, maximum two hours, you start to lose your team, especially on virtual meetings, sitting on a Zoom or a Teams or a Hangouts or whatever you're using for two hours is painful. And I think it's also equally painful in person. So I highly recommend doing refinements at a set day and time for an hour, hour and a half. And if you need to have more than one refinement a week, that's also okay too. If your team is just flying through stuff or it's a very large team, you could actually get more value out of having two hour and a half refinements than you would out of a single three hour which is another reason why I don't think it should be part of your sprint planning. Again, depending on how your team is set up, we again are doing a more scrum bond, which allows us, you know, we can have a refinement in the middle of our sprint and start to work on it that same sprint, which just lends us so much flexibility and having it not be tied to that single sprint planning meeting and dragging that out is just very important. And I think that everyone has the mindset of we are going to come in, we are going to review tickets or stories and get through that in this meeting. And it just makes it a lot more focused and efficient. Totally. Just getting on the calendar is definitely important. When you start out, you might say, okay, well, we're going to have refinement and you schedule the one-off meeting. And then two weeks later you say, okay, we ran out of tickets. Let me try to find more time. Just do it every week. So you always have that allocated time. If you're overflowing with tickets, you can always end early or cancel it, but just having it recurring on everyone's calendar, just you get in a good habit, I think. And yeah, I agree with, you know, once you start getting to that two hour mark, you have to, you either have to give everyone a break or you got to break it up into multiple sessions where maybe you should just be having shorter refinements with, you know, half the team or splitting up the teams. So yeah, I think you just have to find that sweet spot. Obviously you need to leave time for QOTD (laughs) essential, and then enough time to get, you know, enough tickets in your backlog that will keep your team busy. And once you figure out how long that is, then keep it scheduled. Spoiler alert on QOTDs are included in refinements. 
something that I came across in the definition of refinements that I think is speaking specifically to what you guys are saying is this person called it an ongoing activity. And so I liked that because it speaks to that it needs to be regularly scheduled and also that you can have one-off sessions if you need more. And it replaces the word meeting. It fell into our, our stand-up routines. We have replaced stand-ups and ceremonies, stand-up ceremonies with stand-up routine. And now we can do our refinement activity, ongoing activity. So we can just come up with our own labels and definitions for all of these instead of the dreaded word ceremony. Exactly. To drink if you say the word ceremony, I think. <laughs> Speaking of ceremonies, <laughs> I'm just thirsty. The refinement at a couple hours a week and regularly scheduled. And then we have stand-ups every day for 15 to 30 minutes. So how does refinement, Tosh, I know you spoke a lot about sprint planning and having those separate. So there's a lot of different non-ceremonies going on right now. So how does refinement fit specifically into that? Is there a specific order that you should be doing things? Does it matter? The only days I would not have refinement are Mondays and Fridays. Any other day is fair game. If you are the product owner running an early morning Monday refinement, and that is your jam, I commend you. It just seems like the team needs a little bit more time to get back from the weekend, kind of get their feet underneath them and mentally prepare to do refinement because it is an exercise. You have to think critically the whole time and trying to do that first thing on a Monday is just typically very painful. And then I think same thing with Fridays. You are asking people to be actively engaged in some pretty intense thought processes and depending, you know, if you're having a five o'clock Friday refinement session, your team is going to hate it. They're going to be less engaged. And the whole point of this is to align your product with your development teams. And if people are not engaging in that, it really defeats the purpose of the meeting. Obviously, you want to make sure that you have estimates. It makes your product planning easier, but it's really to just build that buy-in and the understanding of what will be delivered. And so if your team is not actively participating or listening or estimating, then there's no point in having that refinement. So that's why I would just recommend not doing it on a Monday or a Friday. Also, just in terms of not getting the team burnt out, we've learned to not have stand-up on the day that we do refinement. So we say that it's a daily stand-up and we have it every day, but it's actually not on refinement days. And I don't think we have lost anything from that. Typically there's, you know, one high priority thing we need to talk about at the end of refinement that we do since we don't have a stand-up, but that has worked well for us. And then, you know, it's just one less meeting that the team has to, has to deal with. They're just, you know, hundred percent focus on refinement. That's kind of the only thing probably going on that day. And, you know, it's, it's as efficient as it can be. Agreed. Because these are expensive meetings. You're asking a lot of people to sit in a room for a long time. If you can not have your daily stand up and prevent other routine ceremonies or other just meetings that you have on that day, it'll really be way more efficient for your team to participate in. 
And also, I know we're going to talk about it later, but starting with a QOTD, does one make everyone unmute and answer or go around the room and answer? And two, it typically does start it off on a little bit more of a fun note, keeping it funny or light or something like that during your first couple ones to just let people ease into the refinement process is important too. And it gives them something to look forward to, to what might otherwise be a painful, or at least it can sometimes feel tedious meeting to talk through all of your acceptance criteria points for an hour and a half. At least the QOTD will help lighten the mood and break it up a little bit. Our schedule now is sprint planning on Mondays, refinements Tuesdays, and then stand-ups Wednesday, Thursdays, review on Friday. Obviously, with sprint planning and review, that alternates every other Friday because we're on two-week sprints. I found that the Tuesday refinement work also well for the business. It gives Monday where on the product side, we can have conversations and do some prep work prior to going into the refinement. And then afterwards, if anything comes out of that, we have the rest of the week also to make any changes or have any further discussions that need to be had. So I do like having it. I think we found the right day to have it on Tuesday. The refinement itself is obviously for product and development and taking into account the rest of the business, I think can be helpful in other meetings that you have during the week. If you're attending other ones, you have to report on something or bring something into refinement to discuss. I totally agree. I think Tuesday is the sweet spot for sure. Everyone's still pretty motivated. No one's that tired yet. Um, but yeah, if you wait till Thursday, which is what we were doing at my previous company, it, it was a lot. And especially if you have cross time zone teams, um, you know, where some people it's Thursday afternoon, I I'm definitely not firing on all cylinders on Thursday afternoon. I don't know about you guys. So Tuesday, totally agree. Get it done earlier in the week. And then, you know, you can kind of cruise through standups the rest of the week. Pro tip coming at you. <laughs> This also works with the preparation for the refinement. Any hot tips for what needs to be prepped prior to heading into those sweet spot Tuesday refinements? I would say number one, make sure you have stories with acceptance criteria. Do not use your refinement as a time to start from scratch. That is just going to be a lot of time wasted letting the team try and think through all of the nitty gritty details. Ideally, right, your user story should just be explaining what you want and the end value to the user and your acceptance criteria should then just kind of break down what needs to happen in order to achieve that. Your acceptance criteria can be modified and edited during refinement, but you need to make sure you have something in there to at least speak to. Otherwise, you're just going to be pulled into a lot of different directions and you need to have some guardrails up. So I think number one, get your stories, get your acceptance criteria in there for your refinements. I think number two, if you can do it, is having your dev manager look at the user stories ahead of time. It might be, it might seem like a lot of work, but that's what really we found to be super helpful. So Tosh will basically create all the cards with the acceptance criteria, and then I'll go through on my own time, like late Monday or early Tuesday, 
and we'll go back and forth on Slack with questions. We have successfully not added another meeting thus far to do this, which is great. We kind of just, you know, do it ad hoc. And I think it eliminates the like big discussions that happen in refinement or it eliminates a lot of them, not all. It's helpful for just one technical person to go through, make sure things make sense and make sure there's not like, hold on, we have to like rewrite all of this and do this a different way. And it just kind of makes the meeting go smoother. So I think if you can do that, do it. I don't, I know that not every team is going to have a dev manager that's interested in doing that or have a senior developer that wants to do that. But if you can highly recommend. I think that covers most of the why and the what. We're eager to get into the fun details on the how, and we have an exciting thing to share with you next week as far as how we run refinements and what we can get into. Any last whys or whats or big takeaways, anything that we want to tell our listeners to prep prior to next week's meeting? The biggest thing for me is just having it regularly scheduled, do it every week. So then you're not waiting, you know, two weeks or three weeks to refine something that's high priorities. So yeah, have it scheduled every week, cancel it if you need to, or cut it short if you need to, but getting, getting that routine. Definitely. I think that is the most important part and just incorporating it into your workflow. You'll just see it pay dividends down the line that you like can't even really measure when you first start. So getting used to it in the beginning can be rough, but the long lasting effects will just really, really help your team be the most productive. Providing that business context will help the developers as well. Going through those stories, getting that shared understanding, really helping the developers to understand why they're doing this story for, you know, for what reason for a well-written user story is really important. So all of that prep work ahead of time, focus on that. And then of course, last but not least, always include a question of the day. Definitely. Well, thanks everyone for listening in on our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the first part of our two-part series on refinements. If you did, feel free to leave us a review or share this episode with your friends. You can also check us out on Instagram at Ready, Set, Workflow. Also, please don't hesitate to tell us which topics you would like us to cover in future episodes. You you guys can drop us a comment or reach out on social media, and we will see you next week for part two.